All right. Hi, guys. I'm Anna, CEO of MaxWeb, one of the leading CPA networks in the world. And today you are, if you want to learn more about us, you can go to maxweb.com. But uh, today we're inviting you to the MaxWeb video podcast, the podcast where we uh, really bring the best advertisers and affiliates in the industry to share their knowledge on how to increase sales and how to make affiliate marketing work for you. Um, and if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple, that's wonderful. But I highly recommend you watch this podcast again on video because our guests uh, usually have really great visuals that um, they share during the calls and are really, really valuable. So I think you're going to really enjoy today's guest. Uh, we have Eli with us. Uh, there he is. Hi, Eli. Hey, guys. How are you? Everyone is very excited to uh, hear more, but um, you know, as a background, I will let Eli talk about himself in just a moment, but uh, you guys know we only invite the best of the best. And why I love working with Eli so much, he is an affiliate at heart. Uh, you know, he transitioned into the role of a product owner. However, he really understands what we do and what you guys do as affiliates. So Eli, if you can share a bit about yourself, I would really, really love that. Yeah, for sure. Let me, uh, do you want me to switch to the presentation? Yeah, that would be wonderful. Okay, cool. Let me find out for us. There we go. Okay, cool. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for having me today, Anna. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here and speaking with you and everyone uh, in the community. It's really awesome. I've been in the community kind of behind the scenes for a couple of years now, and it's cool to kind of get my name out there and, and gain some exposure with everyone. Um, so a little bit about myself. My name is Eli Cohen. I'm from Philadelphia. I've been a direct response native media buyer since really 2017 now. So going on four years, almost five years. Um, I run as an affiliate and, uh, and also as an internal media buyer with different advertisers. So you can kind of, um, you go from the affiliate side to the advertiser side and now to the offer ownership side is, is where I am now. Um, I've spent well over half a million bucks on native, quite a bit more now since then. Um, and I started buying media actually while I was going to college. So there's a cool picture of me in class paying attention on the right there. Uh, <laughs> that's me in statistics class, I think. And I was uh, checking stats on old, old trusty computer there. And I'm from Philadelphia. So we had one Super Bowl championship back in uh, 2017, 2018. And we're really thrilled about that. So there's Nick Foles holding the uh, holding the, the the trophy there for the championship, and then that's me on the left um, in my uh, trip to Israel, riding a camel in the desert. That was two summers ago. So um, so yeah, so that's that's me. That's that's my story and my, my come up. Was there any any other questions for, from you, Anna, before we get started? No, I just want to say go Eagles. Yeah. I, I don't know a lot of people know this about me, but I lived in Pennsylvania for over six years in Hershey, Amazing. very close to Philadelphia. And I am an Eagles fan. So very impressive to hear that. <laughs> That's the right answer. Thank you. Appreciate it. Awesome. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, so my, my real specialty is in native ads. Uh, when I was, when I got started in media buying, I dabbled in a lot of different traffic sources. I ran a little bit of Facebook, a little bit of adult, a little bit of email. And for me, native was just kind of something that I enjoyed. It was fun to buy media on native. And also the companies that you work with, they really, they're happy to take your ad dollars. 
right? So um, a lot of gripe, like a common gripe that many people have around Facebook and other sources is that, oh, it's so hard to get something to run. I get it to work. I put all this time and money and energy into it and then they didn't like it and, and boom, my business is shut off overnight. So for me, that just wasn't something I really wanted to focus on and I really focused on native. Um, so for the newer people, if, if you haven't run native before or you've been thinking about it but don't exactly know what it is, all native ads are is just, it's content. You see on the right there, there's that image where it says sponsored content. It's just content that's native to the publication. And it's they're, they're basically ads that don't look like an ad. They look like promoted stories. Um, so they're, they're displayed on traditional media publishers. Traditional media publishers, the ones that have, they have a print division and a digital division. Print over the past 10 to 15 years has really been reducing, has been just like slowing down a lot. Most people like millennials, millennials are now like the, the, the biggest percentage of the population in the United States. Um, we're not really reading print material anymore. Everything we consume is on our phones. So it's up to us as marketers to get our ads in front of as many eyeballs as we can. Um, so a few more things about native, they drive higher CTRs than traditional display ads because people have banner blindness now. I mean, you get inundated with ads so much throughout the day. There's there's print, there's digital, there's radio, there's TV, there's billboards. There's so much stuff that's competing for our attention. So if you can find a message and put that in front of someone and then have like generate their interest from that, that's a great way to uh, to bring more more eyeballs and clicks into your funnels. All right. And yeah, so native is, is not that new. It's been around for like 10 to 15 years now. and It'll just continue to continue to grow. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so so why native, right? So what is native? Native are ad units that are that are uh, native content to the publication, and then why native? So why native for affiliate marketing and media buying is because it's an excellent opportunity. Look at this picture here with everybody on their phone, and also for all media buyers to be a smart media buyer and marketer, just observe humans when you go out in public. Just observe what people are doing. Just see see how like not only look at them on their phones. But how are they interacting on their phones, right? How are they how are they consuming content on their phones? How much time do they spend? There's literally a physical term from doctors now called text neck, where you have everybody who's looking down on their phone because it's a medical thing, right? They're all in the text neck. So for us, it's a huge opportunity because we have access to so many people. It's kind of like a marketer's wet dream, really. 50 years ago, if I talked to my parents, my, my dad was 10 or 12 or, or, or whatever, and I told him, yeah, one day, every single person in this country is going to be walking around with a computer in their pocket that tracks everything they're doing. It knows all of their purchasing behavior. It knows everything about them. And then also as a business owner, you can target them and bring them into your marketing funnel. So this is why I like native so much. Uh, it's DR friendly. The networks won't shut, your won't shut down your accounts overnight as long as you're playing by the rules. They're, it's friendly to smaller advertisers. The work with you instead of against you. The inventory is continuing to grow, um, and a lot of digital ad spend is shifting over to native, and um, it's a good time. It's it's really a good time. So yeah, so I have a little little graphic here. Are some of your customers in there? Yeah, at least somebody's in there. Absolutely. All right. So so why native is down? So which native ad? Which native ad networks? I'm sure if you've been buying media. For, and I'm just talking to, you know, with people on this call who, who, have, who have probably already bought media, which is mm -hmm. great. I'm sure there's going to be some 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 tips that you can gain from me. 
um, from this call and other people who have thought about it but never have. Um, so there's 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 really like a lot of people have a discussion. There's there's a lot of debates. Oh, this network's better than that one. That network sucks. We don't touch it. Honestly, I've tested every single one. There's there's the way that that it works is each company you're looking at they represent relationships with thousands of different websites so maxweb you guys have relationships with tons of different affiliates these ad networks have relationships with tons of different publishers all the publishers are, are their websites that generate content and they want to generate revenue that's more than what they would get from other sources so adsense is going to pay them a certain amount and then native typically pays them more than adsense and the publishers will switch between different networks that pay them a higher a higher amount of revenue versus another one. So, I mean, I can go through the whole list, but basically, I just I just broke it down. Here's here's my top eight that I like. Um, Taboola and Outbrain are really the, the two big ones. They're the biggest networks. They were going to merge, but that fell through. So they're separate companies. They're both excellent companies. Um, and then the rest, you 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 really you can't you can't forget about them. So every network has solid inventory. It's just your job to find it, right? So you have to commit to learning the network, testing it, and seeing how it works for you. Um, one that people don't really know that much about is Quora. So Quora is it's it's kind of like a private membership community where people can ask and answer questions. And they also have recently, I think a year ago, a year and a half ago, they opened up a beta program, but now it's open. They have a native ad unit that you can purchase in there. And Cora has extremely high quality uh, people in there. So like 85% of their users have a, have a degree. Um, the average income skews pretty tip, skews higher. Um, that's, a, that's an excellent traffic source, especially if you have some type of financial offer or, or you want to run something towards people that have a little bit of a higher income. So yeah, these are my favorite native networks and please give them a test. I'm so happy. I, I just, I'm really glad that, uh, you know, guys, I promise I did not uh, tell Eli what to, what to put on the slides, obviously. However, um, MaxWeb has really um, worked with, with a lot of these. And um, I'm so glad to see Ref Content, MGID, Content yeah. Ad, even GDN on there because Power Inbox too, because our affiliates have been working with them, uh, not just Taboola and Outbrain the last year, and they're really profitable. So, yeah. so glad to see that you also tested them and, you know, they're on your recommendation list. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I mean, once once you have a funnel that works on native, it's most likely going to work on other native sources because the, the people are the same. The audience, the audience is, is typically the same. So, yeah, awesome. Awesome. Okay, so what kind of offers work well on native? Um, I mean, honestly, we're on the MaxWeb call, so talk to your account managers at MaxWeb. They'll tell you what's working well on native. Um, and then also just, just some, some general insights from what I've seen if, you, um, if you're a media buyer and you have an idea of something or an affiliate and you have an idea, oh, oh maybe this could work. So really anything with broad appeal, mm -hmm. um, just look at like what, like what do people want, right? What do they typically buy? Where does their money go usually? Outside of the the two major purchases for consumers in this country are their house and their car. That's those are their they, they need a house, they need a place to live, they need a car, they need transportation, and they need food. Outside of that, everything is a want. So it's really you channeling desire or channeling eyeballs where there's an existing desire for something that they want. 
Um, so some cool like little research tips is if you look, if you watch late night TV and listen to radio ad spots, if they're advertising product categories on traditional media on there, it'll probably work well on native. Um, look for offers that solve pain points and people buy based on emotion and how they feel. It's true. It's, it's totally true. It's totally true. And some of those are, are looking more beautiful, feeling better about yourself, self-confidence, overall health, um, building wealth, health ailments, improving confidence. And really the, the big three are health, wealth, and relationships. And then I put survival in there as a, as a, as a, like a kind of a, a next one survival offers. If you, if you're pushing survival offers, really it's a, you're kind of pushing fear. So like, don't, don't do this or like, this is what could happen if you don't do that. Yeah. And don't forget about different offer conversion types. Don't, don't, don't forget to test, uh, so you have lead gen offers that can get they, they can convert really well on native straight sale offers like neutral offers, e-com style offers and app installs. Um, just take a look at what's running and uh, and that'll give you a good indication. So and the top geos are, are the tier one countries, US, UK, Canada and, Aust and Australia. There's other countries like Germany and Spain and some of the other countries in the Eurozone that have a lot of inventory on native. And if you can, yeah, yeah, for sure. And if if you can find a good offer that converts well for that traffic source, that that's uh, that's an excellent opportunity. Awesome. We'll move along here. Okay, so before we actually get into the, the hard strategies and tactics of buying media, I want people to understand when you're looking at your dashboard, when you're looking at your your traffic dashboard, or you're looking at your your uh, your tracking software, and you're seeing clicks and conversions and all this stuff. Don't forget that all these clicks, these are real people, okay? These are real people with hopes, dreams, desires, wants, needs, fears, all of these different things. So a book that I really love and that I, I recommend for everybody is called Cashvertising by Drew Eric Whitman. Um, how to use more than 100 secrets of ad agency psychology to make big money selling anything to anyone. And if you frame a lot of the uh, copy in your funnels around the big eight, the life force eight, you, you really can't go wrong because we're humans, right? We're animals and we run on systems. We run on actual biological systems. And it's our job as good marketers to convey the benefits um, to other people and that aligns with the, the pre-existing programming that we already have. Um, so the life force, A, I'll, I'll just go through it quickly. Uh, mm -hmm. Number one is survival, enjoyment, life, life extension. All of us want to have a, you know, a good life and be safe. Enjoyment of food and beverages. Freedom from fear, pain, and danger. And that's a really big one. Yeah. A huge one, actually, that uh, that I've seen in a lot of headlines. Also, what's interesting is is uh, is for, for some people on this call, you can come up with creative ideas for each section of this, right? So, like, you can have, here's the eight different um, uh, bi uh, biological programming, right? And then uh, for each kit, for each one, like, so, like, come up with different creative and, and headline and image ideas. It's it's fun. Um, so freedom from pain, pain, fear, pain and danger, sexual companionship, most people don't want to be alone, um, comfortable living conditions, being superior, winning, keeping up with the Joneses. So number six is really what a lot of luxury brands focus on. Yep. Um, that's sad, especially on automotive. So like cars, BMW, Range Rover, Mercedes, that's really the image that they're projecting. Number seven, care and protection of love, loved ones. And then number eight is social approval. A lot of social approval is like, don't be left out. Like you don't want to be the person left out of this, right? So yeah, so just remember these, 
um, frame your marketing copy around these and just tie it back in. Because remember, remember you're, you're talking to real people with your marketing message. Uh, and Anna, if you have any, if you have, if you want to stop me or have any questions per slide, just just jump jump right in, please. Oh, absolutely, I will. And I notice everyone, we have so many friends with us live, and I'm so grateful. I am back. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> I am back. I apologize. All right. So I was uh, telling everyone here um, to save all the questions for when we um, when, when we are done. And I promise I will go through all of them and ask Eli. And I also, Eli, I wanted to tell you, I'm always uh, tell everyone I'm a content nerd and I love mm -hmm. uh, to read about content. But I honestly, I have not read the book, uh, Drew Eric Whitman's book. So yeah. I, I made a screenshot of, of it and I, I'm going to order it. That's awesome. it's so valuable. You know, when you think you've read it all, uh, this is this is wonderful. So I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. read it for sure. All oh, right. absolutely. absolutely. I mean, there's there's a ton of, of, of resources. And it, it, if people really want to study copy, um, look at the old the old print stuff from the 30s and the 40s when there was a lot of direct mail pieces, because these these things um they convert on native they work really well and also we have such a benefit now where back in the day a copywriter had to go through write the copy get the publication get the distribution and then set the mailing date and then wait it took like six to eight months to actually get feedback today you you have a self-service dashboard you can come up with your own funnels your own creatives your own landing pages your own ads and get instant feedback like that which is awesome that's such a powerful point. It, it yeah. really is. And uh, again, everyone listening in, um, if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple, I really recommend you watch this podcast again on video as Eli has really great visual material for us. And I really think you're going to enjoy it. So I'll, I'll let you continue, Eli. They get to see my, my beautiful face too. <laughs> I mean, come on. and the beautiful yeah. curtains. We were discussing the curtains before we went live. Look at oh, that. Of course, curtain. absolutely. That's just great. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. So, so, uh, how to improve your marketing campaigns performance. So we're all, we're all performance marketers. We want conversions. Um, and that's really, that's really what drives everything at the end of the day for us. So how to, how to do that. So improve your ad campaigns by sprucing up the copy. The copy is, is your opportunity to tell, tell stories with your marketing funnels, right? And in doing so you want to paint pleasing pictures of the product in the prospect's mind and touch on specific pain points. Remember, who are you speaking to? Okay. If you have a weight loss offer, you're talking to someone who's frustrated that they can no longer lose weight. And here's the reason why. You're not talking to somebody who's fit. You're not talking to somebody who goes to the gym. You're not talking to somebody who's drinking protein smoothies. You're talking to a specific person. So frame your entire marketing message around that specific person and their pain point. Um, speak to your target audience and talk to their lizard brain. So the, the lizard brain is, uh, is maybe people are familiar with this, maybe they're not, but in our brain, the way that our brains are is the majority of our brain is the prefrontal cortex, which is called like the CEO brain or whatever you, whatever you want to call it. Right. It's a scientific term that I, I didn't pay attention <laughs> in that class, but I should have. Um, so this is, this is like the, the logic and reason part of our brain is the, is, uh, the, the the prefrontal cortex and our marketing message 
we want to speak to the brain. There's a, there's a small part of our brain that's pretty much just based on like systems and emotion, right? So we're speaking directly to that. Um, and in your marketing and in your copy, follow the formula. If you people have heard of this before, awesome. If they haven't, that's okay. Here's a quick refresher. It's called ADA, A-I-D-A, attention. Do I have your attention, right? Yes. Am I, am I able to get your attention? This is the biggest thing that every company is competing for and us as marketers and media buyers, we have a superpower because we know how to grab attention like that, okay? That's really, attention is the most valuable commodity right now. It's really attention and information. And the, the way that you grab someone's attention is by presenting them information that can benefit them right now. So an example of a headline is this one weird fruit from Madagascar, um, from the Madagascar jungle burns belly fat tonight, right? So there's a bunch of belly fat offers that are on native that you've seen and an image and a headline like this, this is going to generate someone's attention. Okay. Interest. Do I have your interest? Are you interested in the benefit that my marketing message provides right now? Are they interested? So you, you, you grab their attention. Are they interested? Right? Next one is detail. What am I offering and how can you benefit? What are you offering a product, a solution, a service, a website, right? What is it? Look beautiful again with this firming cream, right? So what is it? It's, it's, it's cream that can make you look beautiful again for skincare. And then the last is action. So what can you do right now to receive the benefit? That's where we come in. We're performance marketers. Everything we do is, is determined by how many actions that the user takes. Um, so, and what's the call to action? So sign up now, read more, watch now, purchase. Another really good book that I recommend for everyone is called Influence by Robert Cialdini. It's an excellent book. It's been around for a while. There's a few summaries online. There's a few other marketers and media buyers who have blogs as well that recommend this. Um, so that's that's really what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to explain is before you even touch uploading creatives and campaigns and tracking links and optimization strategies, really just look at what the offer is and then match the offer to a customer avatar and map out where they are on, in their journey. So if you're talking to someone who's 45 a single mom who is divorced and has two kids and wants to, you know, get back in shape and then get back in the dating market, just list out all of their pain points. What are their fears? What are their desires? What are the things that, that, that keep them up at night? How can you frame your marketing message to speak to this person and then align what you have to sell in the, in the best way that can, that can reach them. Um, and this is what I'm saying. So, so you, you, you need these things to succeed on native. You really do because it's very low intent traffic. People are not on native searching for the product or the, uh, or, or the, the solution that you have. They have these, these pre-existing pain points and desires. It's up to you to, to bring them into your funnel and communicate with them, talk to them and tell them that they need what you have. Um, so yeah, it's your job to convert them with your marketing funnels. And then my, I, my tip is those who can get creative win. So as a media buyer and an offer owner and an affiliate, uh, I'm a, you know, over the years, I, I'm definitely a, a big swiper. Like I, it's, it's, it's not in your best interest to just test something brand new that you've never seen run before. You definitely want to take a look at what's running swipe. You can swipe, but don't just run somebody else's funnel. Like that's not going to work for you. Okay. I've never had a, I've never had a campaign that really succeeded very well just from somebody else. I took, I took what was working and then I got creative. And that maybe that's that could be different ads and headlines. That could be different landing pages. That could be different structures of the landing pages. It could be a different call to action. 
So creativity in this game is huge. All right, moving on. Okay, so um, for anyone who's a media buyer and an affiliate on this call, if you're new, if you've been running, um, you need to be successful on native, just like anything else, to be a good race car driver, to be a good quarterback, to be a good CFO, CEO, any, any job, there are specific tools that you need for the job. And that's what I've got. I've got my, uh, my, my toolbox there all over, all over the place. Um, so, so, um, to be a, to be an effective media buyer for those who don't have this, this may be basic to some people, but for others, they may be new. And, and I, I just want to give yeah. value and information as I can. Um, so you need a tracking software. The tracking software is going to show you what publishers are working, what campaigns are working, how much your campaigns are spending, which offers are converting, which landing pages are converting, um, which angles are converting well, the device types, the publishers, everything. Some that I recommend are volume, which is a cloud hosting, which is a cloud hosted uh, software, tracking software. Binom is another new one. Thrive has a, they have self-hosted and they have cloud hosted um, and RedTrack. So you need one of these. Honestly, volume is solid. They've been around for, for eight or nine years now. Yeah. Uh, it's a very good company. They have a mobile app on your phone. You can check stats on the go. You can set rules. You can do optimization inside of volume. It's excellent. Volume also integrates directly with Taboola and Outbrain now, which is which is sweet. So you and can Maxweb. say again. They also integrate with MaxWeb. So and MaxWeb as well. Yeah. So it's super easy. Yeah, Red super easy. As well, so. yeah, I didn't know that. Now I know that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's awesome. And um, yeah, so and then just a, a couple extra things, right? So you have your, your tracking software. There's analytics software that I like to use. The, um, so Google Analytics is a big one that every, uh, most people know about. Mm -hmm. And a few others are called uh, Hotjar, which is like a, a, a heat mapping software where you can track where people, where users are, are clicking on your page. Yep. Then another one called Mouseflow. Um, then there's some spy tools. Anstrex is a good one. Adplexity, native ad buzz, run, what runs where. And then you can also spy manually. Just go to pages and uh, and uh, make sure your uh, your your Cookies and cache are cleared and you can run an incognito and take a look at what's running. I like to use landing page builders because I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not, I'm decent with the tech, but I'm not a dev or a designer. Um, so you have a couple of drag and drop builders. You have one called CTR. Well, another one called Lander Lab, Lander Bolt's another one. You've got click funnels, which I didn't include in there. And then another big topic of this call that I, that I haven't seen on the other native training calls that you've done um is how to use auto optimization software effectively for your native campaigns and there's there's really three that i like i've tested these three one is called adgenius.io another is called brax.io and then another one is called the optimizer these are extremely helpful so valuable yeah extremely helpful because they, they take away some of the uh some of the manual labor that's and time that's required to uh to buy media effectively and then a couple other tips for people who want to host landing pages, I like I like Liquid Web. Um, they have a good VPS package and Beyond Hosting as well, and then Amazon Web Server for C CDNs. Also, mm -hmm. you, when you start to run real volume, um, you need to make sure that your landing pages load quickly. So you want to make sure that you're using something called a CDN, which is a Content Discovery Network. It's really just just using a layer of, of cloud servers to display your content very quickly to users. Because people, if your page doesn't load 
within three seconds, they're going to, they're going to click back. It's just going to be a wasted click. Um, and then a quick tip there, keep your tracking domain and your landing page domain separate. Uh, if you run a lot of volume, eventually either your tracking domain or your landing page domain could be flagged as spam. And you don't really want that to happen. You don't want the browser to say, oh, do you want to proceed like this? This page could be spam because that's going to really, really knock your uh, knock your campaigns out of whack. And then the last piece there is just to keep track of your money. Keep track of your finances. Uh, yeah. in Excel. That's important. And it's not that hard. You just you have money coming in. You have money coming out. You have the payments from the network. You have payments for the uh, how much you're spending on the on the ad network and just keep track of everything. All yeah. right. Moving along here. OK, so overall, how to win with native. So I've been buying media on native for. My first campaigns were really in like 2016 and then I went full time in 2017. So what's that like four or five years now? Um, and after a, a certain amount of time, you gain an intuitive understanding of how, how this works. OK. So my my quote is this, your success with native is determined by your creative assets and optimization strategies. You want your ads in front of the right eyeballs at the right time on the right publisher, browser and funnel combination. Feed the algorithm what it wants. Fresh content equals more clicks equals more conversions for you. And then, of course, we've got the, the winning baby there that everybody needs to, you know, <laughs> that's one of my favorite memes. Um, it is. Yeah, yeah, he's he's cute. He's cute. So yes, yeah, so just, just think about just think about how everything you do ties back into this. Your job is not to uh, you're not trying to hack or or game the network or anything like that. You want to understand. Give them what they want. Give the network and the algorithm what it wants, and then they and then that will give you what you want, which is more clicks and more conversions. All right, moving along here. Okay, so. Now we're getting into the meat and potatoes of, of the call here. Um, so this is the foundational strategy to uh, to my campaigns, to how I set up campaigns on native. I call it the building blocks of native. In the beginning, start with one network. Okay, Focus your efforts there on one network. I don't recommend testing outbrain to bullet and rev content at the same time. That's that's you're spreading yourself too thin. Um, especially if you don't have history there, if you don't know which publishers convert well for the offer that you're running there, I don't recommend that. I, fo I, so I focus on on one one at a time. There's enough traffic for each network that it can keep you busy. Um, I like to start with a high bid and a low daily budget. I recommend desktop at 55 cents and mobile 25 cents, and then each one at a daily budget of 150 a day. Um, this is on the lower end. You can start with more if you wish. It depends on what your test budget is. What I like to do, this is my, this is like Eli's framework, right? So we're in the very beginning, this is what you do. This is the, this is how you test. Um, I break out the campaigns by device type. So we have one campaign for mobile, one campaign for tablet, one campaign for desktop. I even break down by OS and browser for mm -hmm. some networks. So on mobile, you can break out by iOS and Android. Yep. And then you can go a, you can go a level deeper. Uh, where you can make you can break iOS out by by OS version. So you have yep. iOS 14 and a half is the newest one with the uh, tracking update that everybody going crazy. And then you can actually target devices that are lower. Um, and another thing that's interesting is you will see different demographic types based on different browsers. So if you look at the browser uh, breakdown in Taboola or Outbrain, you have like Quora, Firefox, Internet Explorer, and Edge. Um, Edge has a lot of good MSN inventory on there. 
And also, if you make sure that basically like some older people are going to look at at uh, whatever browser is pre-installed in their computer, that's what they're going to use. So that's for that funnel, for that funnel, make sure your font is large enough where they can read it. If you have tiny font and somebody is 65 and they're wearing glasses, they can't read what you have. It's not going to work for you. Um, so that's a little tip that I like. And in the beginning here, the goal is to test quickly and buy as much data as you can. So quickly identify whether the offer that you're running converts, whether, whether I mean, in the beginning, you want to make sure that your ads are, are generating clicks, that you have decent CTRs and that the offer converts. As a media buyer, we're only as good as the offer that we're promoting. That's it. That's it. Because as, as media buyers, we're just we're sales drivers. We're just shifting eyeballs from one place to another. We need to make sure that we're convert that we're sending traffic to a converting offer. And that's when, you know, talk to your account reps at MaxWeb. All the offers at MaxWeb are, are solid converters on native and just work with the team. They'll tell you what's working and, and, and how to help you. Um, so overall, typically I like to start, I like to keep it simple in the beginning because it's easy to get frustrated. It's easy to get confused. I didn't even put this section in there, but um, so I start with four ads and two landing pages and two offer versions. Also, I name my campaign Dio angle offer targeting settings and then a date so you can stay organized it's very easy to get very, very confused when you have imagine having you're running uh 15 campaigns per network you have four networks that's what i don't know 30 campaigns or 25 campaigns or or whatever right it's easy to get to get mixed up um so the goal in the beginning is to test to make sure your funnel converts and identify which publishers you want to focus on. This is this is the strategy. And in the very beginning, you're buying data. Um, also, with Taboola and Outbrain, make sure you have a conversion pixel installed to track conversions and pass back to the network. When you're using a smart bid, this is what I like to use. The algorithm in, in Taboola and Outbrain will help you manipulate the bids to generate more impressions. That's going to lead to more clicks and more conversions for you for that publisher in that section. That's why it's really good to uh, to pass conversions back. All right, so I'm going to interrupt you just because right. it's relevant. Right. This slide we had one of our friends ask, "Can you please repeat the convention you use to name your ads, please?" Yeah, for sure. So what I like to do is I do geo, offer, network, and then device type. Or I mean, it really depends on how you want to do it but I do usually geo offer angle device type date. So US Taboola mobile iOS weight loss jungleberry or whatever fruit date. Brilliant. And also in the, in the, um, in the campaign creation dashboard on the traffic source, make sure you use the same name as what's in your tracking software. That way they're, they're, they're paired together. If you use different names in the, uh, in your traffic source, and different names in your tracking software, you're going to get confused. How do you know? How do you know what's what? Um, and then also, when you when you duplicate a campaign, right? If, when you duplicate a campaign in the traffic source, make sure you have make sure you name that. Okay, you can name it, or you can say clone at this date because you just want to make it easy for yourself. And I do the same thing. Um, so my naming convention is just what works for me. Uh, if somebody else can use something different, it really just depends on, on what, what you like and what you're comfortable with. I also like to include the angle. I'll include the angle. And then if I'm split testing something, um, we'll get into that next. So uh, any other questions? 
Um, no, no, but Alex had one to your other slide. So I should ask this now, which of the three auto optimizer software do you recommend the most? If you have to pick one out of the three uh, auto optimizer softwares. Yeah, they're all really good. They're all really good. It depends on, on, on what you like. They all have different price points. AdGenius.io is a newer one. I think they have a 15-day a, a free trial. Rax.io also has a trial. And the optimizer is solid as well. They're all good. They're all good. One is not exactly better than the other. And they also, when you look at a software team, when you look at a software, just look at what's the company behind it? How, how is their culture? Are they invested in listening to you? Are they open to generating new features for you? Can you reach out to them and say, hey, I have an issue with this or, hey, I'm having a hard time implementing this. They have a great team. So all three of those companies are are, are very solid and I like them a lot. So it, it depends on what you wish, but just try one. Just try that. Also, a big point of my call here is what I want to explain to people is that there's, there's not one thing. There's not one tip or one strategy or one tactic or one tool that's going to be applied to everything that'll 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 you know, automatically be successful for you. You have to test, you have to implement and then, and then, um, in, innovate basically, like look at, look at what you're running, test this software tool, test this angle, test this image, apply it and then go from there. Look at the data. Literally my, my whole life is, and Anna, I'm, I'm sure you, you see this on, on your, your end as well as I have ideas of what works, right? I think this is going to be awesome. I have an idea here. Oh, that's great. That works. Maybe not. Maybe this. It doesn't matter what I think. All that matters is what the data tells me. If the data tells me that uh, people on desktop to this VSL weight loss offer on this publisher, on this campaign at this time of day convert well, then that's all I want to run. I'm not going to test a bunch of other stuff. That's it. Um, and and most importantly, I mean, Eli, you have shared so much valuable information. And again, mm -hmm. everyone listening into Spotify or Apple, please make sure to watch this on video because the materials are so helpful. Yeah. Um, and and again, just to your point, because it was so important and, and key to our conversation, um, you guys need to look at the data, the numbers, right? Work with affiliate networks or product owners that have tested the offers because with native, it's so important. Even that 150 bucks a day per campaign, you really shouldn't be losing money. Um, I know with us, uh, not to pat ourselves on the back, we always offer make goods to affiliates, right? Um, work with a network, maybe you are going to need the type of offers we don't have. So when you go to another network, always make sure they are the type of people that are going to show you the data. They are going to tell you the EPCs. They can share the demographics with you. This is so important. If yeah. you know the uh, geos, the demographics, uh, data by device, uh, anyone you work with should be able to give you that information because you need as much as you can get to be successful because data is king. I agree. Yeah, yeah exactly. And also think about it this way. Like we're all in this game together. We all want to We all want to succeed together. Um, from the network's perspective, they want to give you offers that convert well. From the media buyer's perspective, we want to run campaigns that convert and make money. And then from the offer owner's perspective, we want to pay for your traffic that's going to back out for us and turn into quality customers and users and, and leads. So for us to share more information that helps you become better with your marketing and funnels, that helps everybody. So totally agree. All right. So here's uh, some more strategies here for, uh, for my native campaigns. Um, okay. So early on for the early stages for your campaigns are you're testing if your funnel actually converts and which publishers convert. 
Um, this is really what it comes down to. Like I said earlier, you can only succeed if the offer that you're running converts well on native, which if you pick one of the offers from MaxWeb, I'm sure it will. Um, the typical funnel for native is you have an ad to a landing page to an offer page. Um, the ad is a combination of an image and a headline. Different ad networks have character limits. Some are 60, some are 80. The landing page, think of your landing page as kind of like a car salesman, right? You go to a dealership, you're not just gonna walk up to a car and go, oh, I wanna buy it, just like that, cold, <laughs> right? You don't know. You don't know if, if you need a Honda Civic or you need a or you need a Bentley. It doesn't, I mean, it, everybody is different. So you need something that communicates the benefits. You can think about it as the landing page warms up cold traffic before they get to the offer page. 99% of the time, I run with a landing page on almost all my campaigns on native. Every once in a while, you can direct link to a VSL or something. Every once in a while, it'll work. But for me, for me, just standard issue, running landing page. Um, okay, so in the beginning, so you wanna see how how is your combination of ad, landing page, and offer page converting in the very beginning? What's going to influence that, right? What makes it convert? What doesn't make it convert? It all comes down to publishers. In native, the quality of your publishers determines the, the outcome of, of, of your campaigns. So for me, if the publishers don't convert, you can block them or bid down. Um, and I say bid down 99% with tools. So this is kind of like a more, more advanced tactic. Inside of the optimization software, when you're running to bullet and outbrain and you have a publisher that's generating impressions and has an okay CTR, but the conversion rate sucks, don't just block it. Because the, alg the algorithm wants to serve your content. So it really wants to serve your content to as many eyeballs and as many clicks as possible. If you just block it out, then you then you can artificially limit how much reach you have. So instead, inside of Optimizer or Brax or Ad Genius, just bid down. You can set a rule um, and you can select a certain publisher. So bid down 99%. It's not going to block that publisher. It's just going to drop your bid to what like 0.01. So it's not going to show anything. Um, typically, my general goal is 2x CPA spend. Or my general rule is 2x CPA spend and zero conversions block that publisher. If you're on a tight budget, do one and a half X of CPA. So this is like the overall strategy. This is the early strategy for optimizations in the beginning. You just wanna identify what's working and what's not working. Um, this is called, I call it like the, the discovery phase. You have a campaign, uh, you're building your blacklist, you're building your whitelist. And this is this is what you're buying in the beginning. Uh, also for uh, for images and creatives, you can set rules for them as well. So if your if your ads are, are not generating generating a high enough CTR, you can block them. If they're not generating conversions after a certain amount of spend, you can block those as well. Um, and I say don't get too tight in the beginning. So you don't. So you also want to have statistically significant data. You don't want to spend. So let's say you have four ads, two landing pages, two offer variations. Each element of that funnel needs to get enough traffic. Needs to get enough data for you to make a data driven driven decision. Um, and it just depends on what your budget is. So if you have a smaller budget, test less things. You could do two ads, one landing page, one offer page. It just depends on what you want to do. Um, so identify, identify the blacklist quickly, get rid of the junk pubs, uh, honestly, off the bat, talk to your account managers at the CPA network and at the traffic network, they will tell you what's working well and what's not working well. They can also apply account level blacklist. For your net for your account and inside of the traffic source that will help you as well 
Um, and yeah, so you want to sift out the good publishers from the crappy ones quickly. I say kill impression stealers. Impression stealers are publishers within the breakdown. When you look at your publisher uh, breakdown inside of the traffic network, they're generating a lot of impressions for you. And the, the, the and the, there may be a decent amount of clicks, but the conversion rate is not great. So either block them or bid down. Um, some networks won't let you whitelist. Like Rev Content, they do not have a whitelisting feature. So what you can do is you can use something called a reverse blacklist. Um, a reverse blacklist is basically when you use a, a, a third-party software tool like Optimizer or Braxel. For the rest of this presentation, I'll just call it, say, Ad Genius. You can do, here's, here's your, your publishers in the campaign. Select all the publishers, right? Deselect the publisher that you want to run. And then when you, you can you can do a, a apply all and then just hit block, okay? That's going to build a reverse blacklist for you. So after you spend a decent amount of, of, of money buying data, you have publishers that don't convert and you have publishers that do convert on the networks where you can't whitelist. A whitelist in this case is really just a reverse blacklist. So you're blocking everything except what you, where you want your ads to show. Um, and as I say, use tools to automate this because if you, if you go in and manually do that, it, it's 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 a real pain. Um, and then also my strategy that's that's with my typical strategy with with buy media on native, duplicate your campaigns and refresh content every two to two to three days. So the the the, the first few campaigns are building out your blacklists, seeing which ads are, are generating clicks, seeing which landing pages are converting, which offer pages are converting black blacklist very quickly and then duplicate out so you can duplicate that out into a second blacklist or into a whitelist and then every time you duplicate refresh your content because you're the the algorithm is scoring your content in relation to all the other advertisers that are running as well at the bottom of this page we say focus on keeping your ad ctrs on target your ad ctr is really what differentiates your campaigns on natives from somebody else um, your campaigns are graded on a quality score each, each quality score, each algorithm on each network is a little different, mm -hmm. right? And they, they all have, have different targeting settings. They're all, they're all a little different. But overall, it's determined by your bid times the ad CTR. If you have a strong bid times a high ad CTR, it's going, it's going to generate more clicks for you at a lower CPC, mm -hmm. which is uh, something that, that a lot of people got to focus on. All right, we're moving along here. I'm talking a lot. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's so valuable. I, yeah, I'm, yeah, of everyone knows I'm a huge native nerd. I love mm -hmm. it. Study a lot because we do a bit of it in house, and yeah. I'm, I'm actually learning a lot. Which you yeah. know, again, it's it's so valuable. Thank you, Eli. And yeah. I don't know if you can see all the comments, but you're getting so much love. I actually I can't even see anything, but right, thank you, everybody. Thank you. You'll, you'll go back on Facebook at the end of the podcast, yeah. and you can scroll to them. So much love. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, so the slide before we're talking about um, the campaigns, the algorithm is ranking your campaigns based on your, your strong bid and a high CTR. Also, everybody don't be afraid to bid high in the beginning, score the score, the algorithm where it says, Oh, this advertiser ID with this campaign ID has a high, high quality score. That's what you want. Strong bid times high ad CTR. Like in the, in the, the, the previous slide, Start with a higher bid, and then as it goes, you can basically you can you can drop your bid a little bit over time, and then bump your budget so you can get more clicks. But don't don't do it too much. Don't go from fifty five cents to thirty five cents. Then the algorithm is gonna is it's not gonna show your uh, your ads 
It's not going to show you show your 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 campaigns as much as another one. You don't want to break it. So there's a, there's a term that media buyers call, call we call it like don't break the campaign. You have all these little different elements of what makes a winning campaign versus what makes a losing campaign. And it's your job to really identify which elements are, are working for you. Um, meanwhile, you have to keep the ad network happy. So don't change something too much. Like you can you can double your budget or triple your budget, um, or you can bump your bid by fifty percent up or plus or minus. But that bid fluctuation may break the campaign. Okay, so you just want to go. You want to test slowly. Let's just just you have to you have to think about it kind of like. Um, um, you know, like turning the wheels, right? Turning the wheels or also like think about driving, driving a manual transmission car. You're not going to go from first gear to sixth gear in two yeah. seconds. That's not the way it works. You go from first to second, third to fourth, fifth to sixth, and then in cruise control. That's really where you, that's how you want to view this. Uh, okay. So how to, how to have high, uh, how to generate high CTR images, uh, get creative, get creative. Look at what's already running. You can look at what's already running. Use that as a baseline with weird, weird fruit, weird pieces of fruit. Um, a lot of like, uh, like plants and animals are, are, are solid. Uh, just anything that's weird, creative images. Think of scroll stoppers. What's, what's also, you can look at this, like thumbnails on YouTube. That's another good one. I'm not saying use them and swipe them. But think about something like what what's going to grab someone's attention and catch their attention immediately and bring them into into your funnel. Use that. Um, so think of scroll stoppers, split test images and headlines. Um, and you can also use colorful images versus black and white images. Taboola and Outbrain both have really good resources and documents explaining uh they have all this data showing what generates a higher CTR, black and white images versus colorful images. Depends on the niche. Some, some do really well with just black and white images because it looks different. It looks weird. Uh, yeah. So also, don't forget GIFs. The networks allow GIFs, which is a three to five second animated image. Don't forget them. Those are awesome. They can work really well. Uh, another point, don't forget the image resolution sizes and the requirements per native, native network. Some native networks require high image resolutions because they want clear images for their users. The publishers that you're running on have high resolution images. Everyone also now, we have smartphones that can process high resolution images quickly. You want to, you want to use them, use them as much as you can. Every little factor can increase your, your CTR. The image resolution size, the GIF, the color, the, the color of the image, uh, the position of it. Maybe it has a background. Maybe it doesn't have a background. Maybe it's someone who's looking at something. Maybe the camera is looking directly at them. All these little things can improve your CTR. The better your CTR means more impressions for you from that publisher. Uh, my threshold is a good CTR on desktop is above 0.15 and a good CTR on mobile is above 0.2. There's not really a general rule for this. Also for me, I don't really care what the CTR is if the ad is crushing. Now you need to have, you don't want to have a CTR that's 0.001. That's not going to serve, right? And you don't want to have something that's point, you know, nine and just generates crazy amounts of clicks. It doesn't generate conversions. It's your job as a media buyer to look for where's the happy medium. And my tip here is the mobile CTR is almost always going to be higher because people are clicking a lot on their phones, yep. but they're not always purchasing that, that time. So you can also view it where your mobile campaigns, the top of the funnel, excuse me, the top of the funnel mobile campaigns are generating clicks into your funnel. Cookie them 
pixel them on your landing pages and then retarget them. I always say, make sure you're running retargeting campaigns for both device types. Always run retargeting campaigns. If you're not running retargeting, you're, you're leaving money on the table. That's that's it. It's the reality. Um, and always be testing. Always come up with, with new creative ideas. Always look at what else is running. Look at look at different things. Look at other sources. Look at look at where look at other mediums where people are consuming content. Maybe that's Netflix. Maybe that's YouTube. Maybe that's uh, that's uh, Reddit or, or or something. And just just take take the kernel of information that what what makes them interested. What's the topical thing that makes them interested, and apply that to your campaigns and your creatives. And like I say, keep refreshing creatives every every few days. New headlines, new images, new angles all the time. Also, really important point: match the call to action on the landing page to the format of the offer page. This is what I like to call funnel congruency. If you have someone that says uh, this this weird one jungle fruit can drop your body fat, you know, 35 pounds in two days, learn more. They click on the page, then it's talking about, um, you know, apple cider vinegar gummies, and then watch now, and then the page is is some other offer that's not that's not relevant, it's not related. There's going to be a disconnect. People are going to drop off the funnel. It's not going to convert that well. So on the landing page, if you have a call to action button. And then on the offer page, it's either a video sales letter or a text sales letter. I like to test them and just match it. So if it's a it's if it's a VSL, click watch now on the landing page. You can even put that in the in the ad headline. So one weird jungle fruit reverses diabetes or whatever. Watch now or learn more. Use use the same call to action throughout the funnel. It works. It generates a conversion lift. Also at the at the bottom here, your headline and image combination calls out the user. This is this is where you can get specific. So, men over fifty with low testosterone don't take another pill until you watch this. Um, women over thirty-five who who have recently had a, had a baby and their their metabolic hormones are 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 out of whack that they want to lose weight. Um, if you're shopping for auto insurance, if you have um, uh, offer that I saw not that long ago was like cleaning out the the leaves from your gutter in your home. Another big big point here is target people who are homeowners. If you target people who are homeowners, say like if, if, if you're a homeowner in city state with this issue, homeowners typically have higher incomes than non. OK, so you can funnel, you can filter them into your funnels as well. Um, and we're going to continue here. <laughs> we're going deep into this. And I had to switch up the format of the slide because I wanted to fit as much as I could. Uh, OK, so additional campaign optimization steps in the beginning. Uh, this is this is what you're focused on. We're focused on what are the indicators that this campaign has legs or doesn't doesn't have legs. Um, if an ad for me spends two x the CPA and doesn't generate a conversion, goodbye. Uh, I don't care about landing page CTR. If I'm spending if I'm if I spent two to three x the the uh, the CPA and the landing page CTR is decent, but they're not generating conversions, goodbye. I don't care. Um, Look at which ad landing page offer page combination is generating conversions. Look at the angle and the headlines and then come up with variants of that to add to add into your campaign. Um, so this is what I'm saying early on. Identify it. prune off a losing ad landing off and lender offer page combina combinations. I'm talking a little fast. So I get excited about this. Um, Watch the stats in your tracker and pause any ads to generate zero conversions after spending at least one X. That's a little low one X. I usually do two X mm -hmm. and I, I live in my tracker. So every day, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, uh, it's like a, a dirty secret of media buyers, but I'm like addicted to my, <laughs> I'm addicted to checking stats. It's just a, it's a reality. 
Um, typically in the mornings, try and try and frame the day around this. You look at your campaigns like twice a day, once in the morning, once in the afternoon and set rules to make sure that you're not losing a ton of money. And also when you have a, when you have profit for the day and you're, you're banking for the day, just let it run, leave it. So within a 24 hour window, that's the way this works. Like every algorithm, the way that they view your campaigns is on a 24 hour window in relation to everything else. And in a 24 hour window, if you bank 500 bucks in profit, don't just automatically double the budget for that campaign. Look at it on an average. So I look at it on a three to five day average. You can look at it on a five to seven day average. If your campaign is trending in the positive direction, then you can bump budget by a hundred bucks a day, 200 a day, 300 a day. I don't go from 150 to 550 to a thousand. That's a great way to, to, to blow your budget out of the water. Um, and also from what I've seen, I'm just going to just dump information at you guys. Uh, typically after running as much media as I have, there's really like one or two ads and one landing page variant that crushes everything else. That's really what the angle is. So your, your job in this stage is to identify what is the angle that's going to work for you. Um, and after you have your, your baseline metrics for your funnel, I call it your funnel and convert creative conversion metrics. Once you have the angle that converts well, ad landing offer page combination, and you have the publishers that convert well, you've actually, you, you, you've either built the blacklist or the whitelist. That's not what I say here, right? That now it's time to open up. So you know which publishers convert, you know which publishers don't convert. How do we get more traffic from there are winning publishers? How does it work? Okay. So think about it as a think of think of your your list of publishers as kind of a, a rushing river. What feeds a rushing river? It's fed by or think of your campaign as a rushing river. And what feeds your campaign is all these little publishers. Um, and they're fed by smaller bodies of water. So there's a tributaries. And they all converge together and end in a big waterfall. And what you want is a waterfall of profits. So you want to see, you know, 500% ROI every day in, in your tracker. How do we get there? Your success on it in this will come down to the 95-5 rule. 95% of the results will come from 5% of the actions, right? Or the 5% of the inputs. And those are those are your pubs. So you, how do we get more traffic from that 5% of those pubs? Focus on maxing out as much traffic as you can on those specific placements. How do we do that? Okay. How do you do that? How do you how do you max out traffic on the on the best publishers? Just like what we said before, make sure you duplicate and you consistently test new content, new content, new bids on this on the right publishers. That's where you're going to win. Um, and this is for each device type. Don't forget that. So desktop, mobile, tablet, identify which publishers are winners and bump your bids on those placements and make sure your creators are strong. When you figure out what the ad network and algorithm wants, you can flood offers with traffic and make the CPA network and the advertiser very happy. Mm -hmm. Everybody wins. Next stage is how we get there. So how do we actually get there? How do we find that data and the combination to actually make that happen? All right, so these are my campaign optimization tactics. Everything is based on data. Do you have a question by the way? Well, we have a few questions here, but uh, you know, actually, yeah, let's take a couple. So one that was relevant to what you were just saying, um, Lise one was asking, when should I kill an offer? Um, and, and I want to add, I have so many affiliate friends ask us up after mm -hmm. like five hours live on a campaign, oh my gosh, it's not converting. And we always tell them, please wait 24 hours. Yeah, We'll make good, but I mean, you need to wait at least 24 hours to see if, if it's gonna work. But for you, in your case, how much do you wait until you, you say, okay, you know what, this offer is really not working for me? 
Yeah, it's not a time thing. It's a money thing. So you can basically, if you're a media buyer and you want to you want to spend 50 USD a day on native for 30 days, you want to spend 1500 bucks. Okay. It's going to take time. I don't view it that way every day. Like there's so much traffic every day where every 24 hours is like a new lifetime. Basically there's so much traffic. There's so many eyeballs. So for me, it's not a time thing. It's a budget thing. If somebody else is running this campaign at volume on the network, then it is working. What may not be working are the publishers that are that are, are, are generating clicks to that offer page. So bump your budget. So instead of going from 50 a day, do maybe 250 a day, 300 a day, bump your budget and take a look at the publishers that 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 are, are converting well for you. If, if, you, if you're running an offer for a few days or a week and you spend a thousand dollars and there's no conversions, then maybe that's an offer problem. However, the best indicator for me are look at offers that have been running consistently for six months, 12 months, a year, two years. That means that they're winning. Uh, so yeah, so early on identify. That's that's really what a, what a, a good mini buyer does. Okay, so, and here, here's the deal. Not all, and not every offer is gonna work well on native. Some offers work well on Facebook, some offers work well on email, some offers work well on YouTube. Not every single one works well on native. You have to basically talk, like broad appeal offers work well, but some people, they just may be, they may, they may be banner blind to another weight loss offer or another make money offer or another finance offer. There's nothing that will, that will guarantee your success. The only things that, the only determinants in this game that guarantee your success are your systems and processes that you can use to identify winning campaigns for winning offers. That's really what I want to convey to people here. Any other question? Should we, should we move on? No, no, no. I'll let you finish okay. because I'm in the learning mode zone yeah. too. So I, I made so many mental notes. I'm yeah. actually, um, I'm going to listen to the podcast again with mm -hmm. my remarkable so I can take even more notes because it's so valuable. Yeah. And I'm always open for, for questions. Like if people want to ask me questions, email me. Message me on Facebook. I'm, yep. I'm, happy to help. I'm happy to help everybody. Yeah. Um, Okay, we're going to so, tag Eli in the comments, guys. This is going to stay on Facebook. We make this available to everyone. We're going to tag Eli because I really want you guys to see his offer too because yeah. he's very humble and he's not talking about that. So I will add everything for you guys. So don't worry. Um, but I really want Eli to take his time because this information is so valuable. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So here's my advanced campaign optimization tactics. Everything you do is decision-making every executive every person in business your product your, your your real product in business is your decision-making and as a media buyer you need to make data-driven decisions don't make emotional decisions don't 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 look at oh i spent x amount it's not making this what what went wrong how, how can this be better it doesn't matter like get your emotions out of the table it's just like playing poker don't don't play the game based on emotions somebody else somebody else is is going to beat you um, and also you can view it as like, it's, it's not really you versus the native ad network. It's not, it's not like that. The native ad network is not here to hurt you. The CPA network is not here to hurt you. They're designed to spend content and it's your job to identify which combinations of content are generating conversions for your campaigns on that funnel. And how do you find that? Right. This is, this is what, this is what we're doing right now. So this is what separates the winners from the losers in native in media buying and in business and in our industry specifically. You need to understand that when you're buying data on native or another source or what you're buying is data. And then what, what is data? 
What is the data? How do we read it? How do we analyze it? The data is all the user behavior that lives in your tracker. So this is why I say for the media buyer, the tools that you need, the required tool is tracking software. You, if you try and do this without it, good luck. It's just for me, no way. Um, so what are we looking at? What can we optimize in the funnel? How do we optimize it, right? So we can look at, so top of the funnel, we have ads, landing pages, and offer pages. What can we optimize inside of there? Can we improve the ad copy? Can we improve the creatives? Can we can we change images? Can we change, can we look at the design, the call to action landing pages, the call to actions and ads? Also something cool, in Taboola and Outbrain, they now have the ability to add a call to action within the creative. So you have sign up, learn more, watch now, read this, buy now. Another thing to, to, to look at, look at the loading speed for your landing pages. Are your landing pages loading slow? And you got to improve that. Another thing, look at the font size, the font size on your landing pages. On desktop, bump your font size above 14 pixels. I like to go 18 pixels. I like to have a nice big headline. Um, seniors with glaucoma, read this today or, or something like that. Make it easy for them. Simplify it down. Also, another another point, time of day. This is huge. Look inside of your tracker. You can look inside of your tracker. You can do a daily breakdown. You can do a weekly breakdown. Look at the time 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 targets, uh, the time intervals. For me, typically conversions will increase around midday to the afternoon. You can day part your campaigns. You can day part the, your, your campaigns in the third-party optimization software and inside of, the, inside of some of the native networks. And I also recommend don't shut them off. Do not shut off from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. Drop bids from the campaign level down to 99% for that time for that time of day that you don't want it to run, and then bump back up at the certain time. So for me, I like to test like 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, you can get even more granular with it, where at the peak time of day, bump your budget by 30 to 40%, or bump your bid by 30 to 40%, so you have an increased exposure as much as you can. But that's that's more advanced stuff. You don't have to do that in, in, in the beginning. Next step, optimize your browsers. Inside of the tracking software, you have access to all this data. You have ISPs, you have Wi-Fi data, you have device type, mobile device type, desktop device type, browser data. Look at your browsers, look at the OS versions, look at the device types. You can block or target some of them that are working well. For me, Android, low, later versions of Android, uh, the newer versions of Android convert pretty well. The old stuff like Android kernel or whatever it was, some of that is, is, is kind of junk. So you can either continue with that traffic, send it off to a different type of offer or block it. Um, that's that's really look at all this stuff because this is where the money is going to be made. You're, you're, this is what I say. You're hunting for profitable combinations of data. You're hunting for profit pockets. You find them in the data. This is how you find it. Next step, optimize your publishers. Live inside of your tracker and the, and look at the pub sections in, in the campaign. Bid up or down depending on KPIs. So this is what I said in, in the very beginning. Here's just how I do it. Um, inside of the tracking software and inside of the third-party software and in the in the ad network, I look at all three. I look at all three, and I even pull reports and do my own my own reports based on okay, this one generated X amount of impressions, X amount of clicks. X amount of conversions. What's the target CPA? Also, you have a you have an overall campaign CPA. Let's say sixty bucks. You spend five k for the month. Some of your publishers will have a, a CPA of thirty dollars. So you're making thirty dollars profit for every conversion that you send from that publisher. Some of your some of your publishers are going to have a CPA of a of a hundred and fifty. 
So it's just a wide range. Different publishers have different CPAs. Different publishers have different demographics that view them. It's your job to find these publishers. They're there. They're there. You can find them. You just have to optimize effectively. And this is what I say. My gender rule for Albert and Tabula, don't 100% just block in everything that sucks, right? Yeah. And like there's, there, there's some publishers in there like push traffic and some other things that aren't really relevant to us that I don't want. I block that on the account level so it doesn't show up in the campaigns. But when you sign up for campaigns on Outbrain and Taboola, they score your ad, your your account, and they serve you a quality of publishers depending on, on your account level. You can gain access to higher quality publishers by reaching out to a rep and say, hey, I want tier one premium placements in the US for this, for this vertical. How do we get it? Go. That's the way that's the way this works. So what my gender rule, bid down 99% if the publisher spends 2x DPA and generates zero conversions. And then there's a lot of other rules. Each tracking, each third-party software like Brax, the Optimizer, and Ad Genius, they have, they have out-of-the-box rules that you can use. So these are like default rules that you can apply to your campaigns. You can also set custom rules that you see. Um, so for me, you have to spend a certain amount of money and then build those rules and apply those rules to your campaigns. That's, that, that's a great way to win. And here we have rule-based optimization strategies. Use the automated intelligence software to apply rules to your campaigns that will optimize for you. So this is where it, may, it, it gets easier. Instead of every day, because also part of media buying can be very tedious, like just constantly upgrading, up, uploading new, new creatives, constantly blocking. It's just not, it's just not really what you want to spend most of your time on. You want to spend most of your time on generating new creatives, optimization, and then figuring out profitable combinations of data and then how to scale that you don't really want to focus on just setting new rules eight hours a day it's it's, it's as i say here you don't need to refresh refresh stats every five minutes and block unblock ads publishers and campaigns you honestly will have a heart attack <laughs> i'm not saying you're gonna have a heart attack or that you that get sick but uh i've definitely been there where it's, it's stressful you know it's stressful am i making money today am i down am i up i need to go have a coffee and a cigarette i need to go for a walk do this stuff do this stuff um, here's some additional rules for images and creatives. If the CTR is too low, if, the C if uh, you can block it, if the conversion rate for the image is, is zero, you can block it. If the landing page CTR for that ad is below 0.1%, block it. If the publisher spends 2x the CPA, conversions equals zero, it's blocked. So this is done automated. So this runs in a 24-hour time window. You can, set the, you can set the time interval for 24 hours, one day, three day, five day, seven day. It just depends on how much you want to do. I usually look at things like, I'll run manually for about a, for about three to five days, and then I'll let the rules take over. Um, and uh, yeah, this, this is what I say: pick one of the tools, apply after you spent some budget, and then go from there. There's not a, there's no one rule that will work every time for every campaign. You have to look at the data and apply intelligently. And as I say, you're hunting for profitable combinations of data. A winning campaign equals a converting funnel, which is the ad landing page offer combination plus high CTR ads with good bids in there, plus converting publishers. This is how it works. And this is what we're looking for. And you have to keep digging to find the gold. That's that's, that's all it is. That's all it is. The gold is there. We just got to find it. And then I have, I think I have one more slide for the campaign optimization tips. All right. So we have some scaling strategies. So once you've, once you've optimized your campaign into profit, let's take some profit off the table. Okay. Um, what I like to do is once I have a profitable combination, I'm going all in. I'm doubling down on that. So on iOS, mobile iOS, on these publishers, this this landing page, offer page combination, this, this angle, 
let me let me duplicate this campaign. So here, here, here's the, the top of the funnel that, that converts. Here's my publishers that convert. I'm duplicating the campaign, split it up into two. So I have a high bid for that campaign and a low bid. I want traffic from both. I want I want traffic from the top tier premium publishers. But so when you when you bid high, the algorithm is scoring your ads, right? And you're getting the 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 freshest impressions. The way that this works is there's something called an impression stack. And an impression stack is based on user, like the user sessions. So if somebody's refreshing the same page on CNN money, right? If, when, when they're a fresh user, you want your ad in there because those are high quality. When they're when their session depth is by like five or six or seven, they're not gonna click as much, but you can still get that traffic. So when you bid, when you when you duplicate those two campaigns out, you have one high bid, one low bid. The high bid is generating is getting clicks from those very high um, from that from that low session depth user, and then the low bid is it is getting users that have seen ads a couple of times, but they're still clicking. I want both because those publishers convert. So once you have a winning campaign, congratulations! You can go lease your Lamborghini if you want. <laughs> go 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 have fun. Uh, may may not be the smartest move for everybody, but if you want to do it, go ahead. So I like to max out my traffic. There's ways you can do this. So scale, scale vertically. Scale vertically is on the same platform. How do we bring in more traffic, more campaigns on the same network, more publishers, more device types, open up as much as you possibly can. So you have you have your, your discovery campaigns. You, you spent some budget. Think of, it, think of it this way, really. Like in the beginning, you're investing money to buy data. Once you have the data, you make optimizations that show you how to, how to generate profit. You take that profit, you scale, right? And then you want to grow. So you, so you want to grow your, your portfolio of campaigns. You can do that on one network. And then once you have a funnel that works, port your campaigns over to another network. So this is what I say. Some networks are smaller ones. They'll, they'll max out the inventory available to you. It's not really that they'll max out. It's that they have a certain amount of publishers that work well for your campaign and you don't want to focus on anything else. So how do you find more publishers that are relevant to your campaign for that offer you're running? Go to another network. Go to a rep at a network and say, hey, I'm running X amount at this network. I'm looking for these campaigns for this vertical or th these publishers for this vertical. I'm spending X. How can we get more traffic? Run, go. Okay, I say put your campaigns over. This is like scaling horizontally. If you're running on Taboola, try Outbrain. If you're running on Rev Content, try MGID. If you're running on Content Ad, try Power Inbox. Uh, if you wanna test a new one, try Quora. There's a lot of different ones. There's, there's an endless amount of traffic you can buy. It's your job to keep your campaigns cranking for as long as you can. And then a next level strategy, if you are if you wanna go more advanced, you can do a direct to site buy where you cut out the network. This is a more advanced strategy. I don't recommend it in the beginning, but you can do it if you have the budget and the time and the resources to do, to, to do so. You approach a publisher directly and say, hey, can we do a deal? I wanna pay, pay for X amount of impressions for 30 days or 60 days or 90 days. Then you can get a lot of traffic this way. It takes a lot of cash. Your main focus as a media buyer is to build a portfolio of profitable campaigns. The only way you can do this is if you invest the time and money into buying data and then you can see trends. So you take that data, you look at trends, and then you make decisions based on those trends and you can apply those decisions to other networks. Not every campaign is going to be a winner. It's the reality of this. You launch 10 campaigns, probably eight suck. Well, not eight, maybe six not have, have, have no promise. Four maybe may may or two maybe okay. One is eh, and then one is a winner. That one can offset all the losses. So, a hundred percent. Yeah, some will be duds. Some will be okay.
But if you get it right and stick with this, one thing can change your life forever, which is true. It's absolutely true. I've seen it with my friends. I've seen it for me for, for different offers. Um, so yeah, so we have one more slide here. Um, okay, so that's about me. What am I doing now? So that's 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 what I've been doing over the past couple of years is as an internal media buyer and an, and, and an affiliate on native specifically. What am I doing now? So also in the beginning of this presentation, that's a picture of me buying media while going to college. That's what I wanted to do. When I was in college, I didn't want to go to the corporate route. I didn't want to go work 80 hours a week and maybe maybe retire in 40 years. That wasn't my goal. That wasn't my life. I had access to people through the internet, like Anna and others on seeing people on Facebook who not only do they enjoy what they do for a living, they get to choose who they work with and when they work with them, which is a blessing. It's a beautiful thing in this industry to be able to do that. It's a really, this is the only industry that I know of in the world where you, where you can be time and location independent and you can work with who you wish. And you can also work with people that you like to work with, which is amazing. So that was me while I was in college. And then this is a picture of me on my last day at college in, in Philadelphia. I was happy to, to leave. I had a good experience there. Um, so that's kind of part of my journey. So I'm still a media buyer. Now I'm an offer owner. Uh, I'm moving to Israel soon. So I'm, I'm from Philadelphia, born and raised. I've lived in Las Vegas for the past year and a half. And then I'm, I'm going to Israel for the summer and, and I'll, I'll be living there for part of the year for the rest of my life. And this is me. Like, I'm just a real guy. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, I didn't really start with, with, with much. It was basically just like, a, you know, I had dreams and goals of what I wanted to do. And, and at, what I say at, at one stage, making money online was my dream. And now it's my reality and, and it can be yours too. So if you put in the work network and actually try your best, treat everybody with respect. This is the most important thing you can do. Even if it's a small person, a small affiliate doing two sales a day or some, or, or Anna, the CEO of MaxWeb, treat everybody with respect. Everybody has feelings. Everybody wants to be valued and feel like they have something to provide, which they do. Everybody's unique in their own ways. If you do that, you can determine your own success in this industry. And, uh, <laughs> Amazing. I mean, we, um, everyone that was on the call probably has heard a lot of our podcasts and I'm not going to say this lightly. It really was my favorite. I love everyone else that was on here. Uh, yeah. The previous speakers listening in, I love you guys personally a lot, but this was so valuable because I'm a huge native nerd. I really yeah. believe when, when I started in the industry, um, there are a lot of direct response emailers, which I mm -hmm. love. Email is a wonderful, you know, source. However, I, I really think with native, um, it really gives you financial stability. Once you get good at it, you can get yeah. consistency out of your campaigns and the way you grow. I mean, we had an article in Entrepreneur Magazine last year, and I was explaining how a lot of affiliates make 50K in a day. And that sounded so scientific. It, it sounded like crazy for, for so many people, but yeah. you know, that's true. You know how many affiliates make that much money. Uh, and I really, I guess we're, I'm encouraging everyone. If you are a hustler, you're already doing good with Facebook or email, and you really are excited about working, uh, you know, in performance marketing, it's really, it's, it, I really implore you to try native ads because I have seen it work for so many of our affiliates. Right. So yeah. I, it, it was really valuable. Uh, let's take just a few questions. I know yeah. it was a long one, but I would love for us to take a few. Uh, I'm going to go up here because yeah, there are a lot. So um, there we go. So show, can you see the screen now? 
with the uh, questions. Uh, here we are. Beautiful. So, okay. so I'm going to read it out loud just for the people that are listening to us um, on Spotify or Apple. Do you think I should grab the email on my landing page before taking uh, the clients to an offer? Grab the email on the landing page. You can test it. You can test it. It's, it's a different strategy. Um, it's really different. Uh, uh, also, watch like watch the compliance stuff. Watch the can spam stuff. You got to be careful there. Uh, but yeah, you totally can. I mean, there's a lot of lead gen people that do very well on native, ex extremely well. Um, also, I mean, if you're going to really focus on one KPI, right? So if you're going add to landing page to offer and you have an email submit form, like sign up for my newsletter. Okay. That's, that's fine on the landing page, or you can run a lead gen offer, right? Split test. What's, what's general, what's working better for you? Collecting emails into a list and then managing the list that way and hitting them with offers sending them directly to a lead gen offer you may have a higher payout you may have a, a higher cpl sending directly to a lead gen offer than than um collecting leads on, on your own page um it really depends it, it depends yeah great advice i agree okay alex do you have any experience with microsoft audience network which is their native network i yeah. don't hear anybody talk about this so i've been curious microsoft audience network on their native network i have not tested it i've definitely run on bing before i like bing i'm a, I'm a big bing fan um yahoo gemini is something that i've run before it's tricky but when you, when you can get it to work it works well Microsoft Audience Network, I have not. Also, with the larger companies like that, like Microsoft Audience Network and a few others, they may not be very DR friendly. So it really, it really depends. And I'm not going to speak on something if I don't, if I haven't run it before. But test it. Give it a test. Let me know. Let me know. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to run as well. If it works for you, I'll, I'll test it as well. So. Awesome. It was really good. I honestly, personally, we haven't tested it either, but um, uh, our media buyers on the team listening into the podcast, please look into Microsoft Audience Network. All right. Well, uh, hi, how do you make data-driven decisions to optimize the campaign and find a winner? Um, yeah. I feel I shared a lot about this, but if you have anything else to add. Yeah, I, Ali, I like that name. That's a cool name. Yeah, for sure. So basically look at what's your metric that you're optimizing off of. Or do you have a conversion? What's what's the conversion event? What's the CPA for that conversion? Is it an opt-in? Is it a straight sale? Is it a trial? Is it an app install? That determines your decisions. So if you're basically generating conversions for that campaign, and you have and you can you can attribute a value to that conversion, that's what tells you how to optimize uh, whatever data point in, in that campaign that that you're looking to optimize for. Um, so uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna share because uh, you're you can see the screen now. Um, we got so much love, and usually because of the time zone, we uh, we usually have a lot of, a lot of our friends listening to the podcast later on through the day. Yeah, uh, sure. but it's so exciting to see that so many people were live and you know they took time out of their day to to be here with us so um you guys what i want to share because i know um this is a long one i really want you to um go to facebook under the podcast in the comments um the team is going to share a sign up link um that is eli's offer uh, again, he's so wonderful. He wanted to be here just to share his brilliant knowledge with us. Um, but I really, you know, uh, you already know this about us. We don't bring offers onto MaxWeb that we don't believe in, right? So we're really not 
selling anything here. I want you guys to know it's a great offer. We're going to share the URL with you. You can take a look. Um, but I really think you're going to love it. Um, and that's, that's my sample. Oh, that's my sample. <laughs> Eli's going to send it in the mail. So that's um, right. next time you talk, I'm going to look even better because of the facelift. Uh, uh, offer Eli has. So I really want I, I really wanted to add that because it's it's important to me. And I have seen um a few affiliates that were able to transit into the product owner um you know role and it's always really exciting because I really like it when it happens the other way around too. You mm -hmm. know. Um and, and I know we had so many questions but but please you guys keep them coming send them to your account manager and uh obviously we we are connected with Eli on Skype so we will uh we will make sure to get all the answers from you um and again if you're listening to us uh on Spotify or Apple I've said this a few times I really want to emphasize it again please make sure to watch on YouTube or Facebook later because I personally took a bunch of screenshots the information is so valuable um, and if you want to learn more about us as a network, we're on Insta and Facebook and YouTube. Uh, the account managers are so happy to help. Uh, we are here to help you. If you guys ever need really good offers for your traffic sources, we are happy to help. Um, and Eli, one more thing. Uh, yeah. Please share with us one, something you really wanted to share and maybe you forgot or didn't get a chance. And two, if you want someone, everyone listening in to take one thing away from the podcast, what would that be? Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so I didn't share, I guess this is my offer, guys. I'm a media buyer. Now I've transitioned to, into offer ownership. What this is, is basically it's kind of like a unique product in the skincare space. I'm blending direct response elements with e-com. And this is what we're selling. This is a real product. Uh, I'm a real person. This is a US-based company. This is not a trial offer. This is a straight sale offer. So give it a test. If you have skin traffic, give it a test, please. I'd be happy to uh, to, to work together. And this is, like, I feel extremely confident about this. I'm growing a brand here. Not only is this a product, it's a brand with, with good results and good products behind it. So this is gonna scale aggressively over the next couple of years, especially this year. And then something that I really want to focus on to everybody here is, is you are your, you are the greatest investment you will ever make in yourself. Focus on how can you grow? Don't only just focus on money and material and this and that. Focus on investing in yourself. And how do you do that? Align with people who have similar values to you and share value. How can you deliver value? How can you share value? Be a good person and try and just treat everyone with, with respect. That's, that's really all, all I can say. Warren Buffett says, you are the greatest investment you will ever make. And it's the truth. It's the truth. The highest ROI is, are you happy with your life? At one point, I was not. I was not happy with the direction of my life. And it was hard. Buying media in college was hard. Paying bills and going to college at the same time and having responsibilities was hard. But it got me to where I am today. And for that, I'm grateful. So thank you again, Anna. And uh, everyone else, if you have questions or anything, please let me know. I'm, I'm happy to help you. I like seeing other people succeed. Um, I have a success story. A lot of other people have success story. Anna, you are a success story. You're an incredible person. And that's that's it. That's that's why I love this industry is that you can become, you can really self-actualize here. It's it's all up to you. You can succeed or fail based on your own merit, not somebody else. So thanks again. 
So beautiful. Thank you so much, Eli. And uh, everyone, thank you for listening. Um, you have been listening to the Maxwell Video Podcast, a podcast where we invite the top advertisers and affiliates in the industry to share their knowledge on how to increase sales and just make affiliate marketing work for you. You can find us on YouTube and Spotify or Apple. Just hit subscribe. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. Please reach out. I know a lot of people say that we mean it. We love to connect with you. Um, and I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Much love and you are all wonderful.